Don't make this about Bitcoin little b. Make this about Bitcoin big b at all times and how it's going to revolutionize financial services, but more importantly, finally give people the opportunity to lift themselves up by their proverbial bootstraps. You're listening to On Purpose with Tyrone Ross, brought to you by the Coindesk Podcast Network. This show is for advisors, by advisors, on all things crypto, and we appreciate you. And now, here's Tyrone. All right, let's get right to it. Thank you all for joining me. But before we do, I want to take a little bit of time to send prayers, love and light to all those that have been affected by COVID. This has impacted so many of us emotionally, financially, mentally. So I just want to extend some strength and some grace to those that are going through hard times right now. Stay strong. And we have a responsibility now, all of us in this country, to unite, to not remain divided and truly understand that we have a common purpose. And that is to make sure that people are safe, secure, and able to achieve prosperity in this country, no matter of party, no matter of color, background, creed, denomination, religion, doesn't matter. So let's all come together and unite. And we're going to get out of this together, not, you know, one by one and arguing in the comments. So anyway, I want to just get right into this. As I talk to you right now, Bitcoin is right around, what do we see here? 34,000. It has been all the rage. You're starting to see now the usual talking heads on social media. CNBC is doing their thing as usual. Since we've last talked, it seems like new social media platforms pop up all the time. And there's a social media platform called Clubhouse. There's been a lot of Bitcoin talks on there and, you know, Meek Mill and a few other celebrities have been on there wanting to learn about Bitcoin and others. It's been all over social media, Elon Musk, Michael Saylor, of course, you're just starting to see people who would never really talk about this, talk about it. As what happens when it ran up in 2017, Mark Cuban, everyone is chiming in. Everyone has an opinion on Bitcoin. I try my best to do little talks whether that's, you know, on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. I was listening to a room last night that included Meek Mill and Pomp and Alex Edelman and a few other folks. I became a little frustrated. I cannot lie. Again, I love the fact that Bitcoin is getting promoted. I love the fact that people are talking about it. I also love the fact that light is being shown on the fact that it is a tool not only for the unbanked, in a tool for Black America, right? Shout to Bitcoin Zay. But I think there's a way to do this. And I think there's a way where I can illuminate some things and leave people not only with a desire to want to learn about Bitcoin, but more importantly, you leave people with something to empower themselves in their lives. That's the one thing that I think is important here As a financial advisor, you never look at people's life and say, well, this is the one thing that is going to get you out of poverty, or this is the one thing that's going to make you rich. There are a set of principles and a plan that get you there, a savings plan, a financial plan, an estate plan, a tax plan. By the way, these are things that anyone could do. But even as a crypto hippie, which I am, right, and and a bit of a Bitcoin maximalist, which I am, I never silo Bitcoin as being the end-all, be-all. What it is is a very important piece 
as I describe it as digital social justice. It is a piece that can be a savings technology. It is a piece that if you look at it and you approach it and you learn about it and ask questions, it could be an investment. It is a piece and a tool that can bring people into the capital markets and force them to learn about stocks. It's something that lures people into wanting to learn about history and cryptography and all of these things. So Bitcoin is incredible in its reach and its scope and its ability to bring people, no matter of their background, no matter their education, no matter their ability to learn or anything, it brings everyone to the table and says, you have a shot. And I know there's conversations about the Bitcoin whales and how many people own what or so on and so forth, but that's not really the issue here. What's important to understand is, yes, of course, there are always going to be markets where the biggest, the richest, the smartest got in early and they own more. What Bitcoin provides, though, is access. And as I said, not only access to Bitcoin little b through Bitcoin big B, the blockchain, which to me is something that. It's not focused on enough. It's the network. It's the network's effects. It's the actual Bitcoin blockchain that is revolutionary here. The little b Bitcoin price, who cares? I don't care about it. I make sure that people around me that I talk to don't care about it. You can't get caught up in that. To me, I look at it as something that is going to be there way in the future. And if you are able to get your financial house in order and start to dollar cost average or whatever makes sense for you, I think it's really important that people understand that this is coming, it's not going away. So the most important investment you can do is learn about it. And then as an investment and you go through the investment process, if it is an investment for you, sure, maybe you do buy a little, maybe you start to see your way in through whatever means is fit for you, but nobody can tell you how to do that. Which leads me to my next thing. As a financial advisor, listen to some folks that I truly respect talk about this. If someone comes to me and asks about Bitcoin, should I buy it? I don't know. I don't know anything else about you, right? I don't know how much you make. I don't know how much you saved. I don't know if you have revolving credit and debt. I don't know where you are in your life. There are a lot of questions that I have to ask you to see if Bitcoin is even a suitable investment for you, if at all. But I do know that Should you invest in it? Yes, through education, by reading, by learning, by asking questions. And then when you think you know it, ask more questions. But you can never say to somebody, oh, well, here's how you buy it. That is not proper advice. And that is just not fair to that individual because you know nothing about them. I have to ask more questions. How tech savvy are you? Because that's going to determine where I send you if you were going to buy it. How much money do you have as disposable income? Oh, you don't know what disposable income is, which leads me to my next thing. Those of us that are in this space throw around a lot of jargon, fiat and the Federal Reserve and dollar cost averaging, collateralization and DeFi, all these terms the average person does not care about. It confuses them and it makes them stay away. I also want to add here that if you go back three years ago, there are people that are still sucking wind from having been burnt the last time Bitcoin did this. Why? Because we didn't give people the tools. We didn't give them the resources. We didn't empower them. That is a very important thing to do. So when I educate you, I can only educate you after I expose you. I expose you to these terms. What is fiat? You're throwing around this fiat a lot when you can just say cash or money, right? And then I can get into why that cash is called that. 
and you get into all of these DeFi. What does that mean? What decentralized finance? Great. Well, what does decentralized mean? I don't know. We have to make sure we are exposing people to these terms. I can't educate you until after I expose you. Because if I expose you, you're going to ask questions. And if you ask questions, I educate you. And then after you ask questions, there's only one thing left for me to do, which is the most important thing, which is empower you. Yes, I broke down my three E's, right? Exposure, education, and empowerment. Now, after I empower you, I know about you. I know what your focus is. I know what your financial goal is. Why are you coming to Bitcoin? Are you coming to Bitcoin because you heard it on Clubhouse? Are you coming to Bitcoin because the price has jumped from 20000 to 40000 in a few weeks? Are you coming to Bitcoin because a friend told you in the salon? I need to know this, right? Is it truly part of your portfolio or financial plan or something that you're looking at constructively? Or is it just a trade? Is it something that you're not looking at for the longer term? Before we even get there, let's talk about your mental state. What is your first memory of money? What do you think about when money comes to mind? What is your current relationship with money right now? If you want to know, you probably should go into your bank and look at your checking account, where you spend your money, how often you spend your money. Your bank knows more about you than you know about yourself. I should probably be asking your bank these questions about your ability to buy Bitcoin as opposed to you. The average marriage in this country lasts less than how long people hold their accounts at a bank, which is roughly 16 years. If people don't know themselves financially, Bitcoin is not a salve. It is not an end-all be-all. It is still very early. It is still a speculative investment. There are still things that make people stay away like jargon like hyperbolic carnival barking about, oh, well, it's going to do this and it's going to do that. It is very powerful. It's very useful. And I'm only speaking to the people that need it most. They don't need jargon. They need food. They don't need knowledge on the Federal Reserve. They need to pay the rent. They don't need to understand the difference between hard money and fiat money They need to know what is it do I need to do to take my proverbial boots and my straps and get myself out of this? And how does Bitcoin help that? Which leads me to the last part of this. And I'm not going to keep you guys long because I could rant about this forever. We need to understand a few things here about Bitcoin, Big B, the blockchain, the technology, the powerful, powerful source of truth that right now is available to all people. In all areas. But I want to focus on the people in this country, the unbanked in this country, the 70% of black Americans that are not near a bank branch, the 25% of Americans that are either unbanked or underbanked, the 25% of the black population that are unbanked. What we need to understand is one, I want to say this that term needs to go away. Unbanked, underbanked, it needs to go away. It's deeper than that, and it's almost condescending at this point. People that are unbanked and underbanked, air quotes, they lack financial access to the traditional financial system, so they use alternative financial services. But let's break this down a bit. The Federal Reserve did a study, and in that study said people that have no bank account, they asked them, well, why don't you? The number one thing was, Lack of trust. Well, 
the whole trope on social media is Bitcoin fixes this. Yep, it does. You don't need to trust Bitcoin. There's no third party to trust. The other thing was it's expensive. Try being poor in America. It's very expensive to be poor. And I can hear people now, well, Tyrone, you know, Bitcoin and the fees and so on and so forth. Think bigger. If you feel as though Bitcoin is not the overarching focus of the financial services industry, you're missing it. It is forcing our antiquated financial infrastructure to be updated. As I talk to you right now, we do not have a real-time payment system in America. That is right. We do not have a real-time payment system in America. The UK has had it since 2007. Mexico has it. Japan has it. Why can't we fix this? That would be a boon to those at the bottom today if the Fed said they would institute a real-time payment system. By the way, the Fed said, we'll institute a real-time payment system sometime around 2023-2024. Well, (laughs) ironically, it's called Fed now. And then you look at the ability to have money settle in real time. So three to six days, if I deposit a check, you look at international wires, the ability to send money between Poland and France is done quicker than it takes between two banks in the same city in the United States of America. The servers that handle ACH transfers get turned off every day at five o'clock. Our financial infrastructure needs to be updated. There are people that are using alternative financial services for a reason. And what Bitcoin does is it gives them an opportunity, an opportunity, no more than that, to opt out. Not only opt out in the terms of being your quote unquote own bank, but also the ability to get into the crypto economy, the ability to send money peer to peer, the ability to send money cross borders. Look at the remittance market and what Bitcoin has done for the remittance market. I always tell people, if you want to know what it's doing for those at the bottom, look at Paxful, look at what local Bitcoins are doing. But again, I want to keep the focus right here in the great old US of A, where half the people in the South Bronx don't have a bank account, where there are so many people that are paying the $35 billion in overdraft fees that our banking institutions take advantage of. Bitcoin is an opportunity for those people to be affected by its power, its ability to draw in the gravity of interest and the brightest minds to say, okay, well, what is going on here? How does it work? What is it about it that allows real-time settlement? What is it about it that makes it immutable? What about it allows people to send money with no third party, all they need is a phone and internet. And while I'm here, well, if they don't have a phone and internet, Tyrone, well, how do they get access to Bitcoin? How about a Bitcoin ATM? We don't talk about Bitcoin ATMs enough. Bitcoin ATMs in the inner cities of America is powerful. Why? Because you don't need a phone and you don't need internet. They will give you a paper wallet. That is huge. Now you are part of the Bitcoin community and crypto economy. And there are enough on-ramps now between the fiat cash traditional world and the crypto world, so many that I can go into right now where folks, if they want to toggle in between one and the other, they have the ability to do that. Again, focusing right here, not Argentina, not Venezuela, right here in America. Look at Cash App. 
I give this example all the time. I was down in Charlotte. I have a buy BTC shirt on. There's a waitress in Waffle House who goes, what is BTC? I said, it's Bitcoin. She goes, oh, that's in my cash app. Now let's look at what cash app does. Cash app's greatest penetration is in the South, where there's the lowest financial literacy rates and the most penetration of those that are unbanked. They provide checking accounts, debit cards, direct deposit. Oh, and by the way, Bitcoin. You can withdraw. You can deposit. These are all powerful things that they're allowing you to do. Now they're adding microloans. These are all things that help empower a community that have been left out, lack financial access. So whether it's through ATMs, whether it's through Cash App, whether it's through someone just simply sending you some, the Bitcoin blockchain, the Bitcoin economy, the power of peer-to-peer transactions is incredibly powerful. And I didn't even get into what it forces people to know. For years, as a black man and as a financial advisor, I encouraged the African-American community to get into the capital markets, just to invest, just to start understanding. I was blown away in 2017 about how many people ran to Bitcoin. The same people that told me that they would not buy a stock. (laughs) The same people who told me, what is a bond? The same people that I had to sit down and try to explain the difference between the savings and money market and the CD. These people were running to Bitcoin in droves. And it was easy because they could just go on their phone and Coinbase made it easy. And now these same people are either still invested. Unfortunately, yes, some of them got burnt, but folks have now moved into stocks. They've moved into trading options and and really looking at being a true investor now and not a trader. That's the power of Bitcoin. And that is the power of Bitcoin for those at the bottom and communities that have been shut out. The main focus of financial redline, it's less about the price. And while I'm here, I want to talk about the whole dollar cost averaging thing. Great strategy for people. Cash app, amongst others, allow you to set up recurring payments into Bitcoin. That is absolutely fantastic. But we need to be aware of, again, everyone cannot afford to automate their savings, to automate their payment system, to automate their investments. because those at the bottom, their income fluctuates or goes away. Here's the thing. I'm not talking about those that are in the middle or those that have the ability to do it, but those at the bottom need to be very aware that if your needs are met, the lights are on, the house is warm, the kids are fed, the rent is paid, and there is left over at that time and at that time only. If you feel comfortable putting a little into Bitcoin, then The ability to automate anything in dollar cost average is immense privilege. I am talking about those that are under the bottom in this country and what this technology will provide. It is pervasive. If you look at Visa, MasterCard, Cash App, Square overall as a company, all of the financial services industry, what Stripe is doing, everyone is paying attention to this. The time between what it takes for money to actually be deposited and clear is going to get faster. You look at all of the updated guidance from the OCC and the SEC on the digital asset space, very encouraging. Some of the folks that Biden is bringing into his administration, very positive. This is all because in 2009, Bitcoin was a shock to the world. More so about the legacy financial institution 
and less about the goofies that were running it. It was unfair. It was something that now everyone is going to be able to participate in, no matter where they are in the world, no matter how much they know, we're going to give you access. That is important. That is powerful. And I think we need to talk about that and focus on that when we talk about Bitcoin, big B, at all times for people who have been left out and accosted by the legacy financial system. This is a way out, a way forward, and a way through a lot of the financial problems that people face in this country because if you are poor, if you are lower income, if you lack financial literacy, by the way, half of the country are not invested in stocks, almost 70% are financially illiterate. We live in a capitalist society where most people don't speak the language of money. Then if Bitcoin is money, that's great. We need to get people to speak it. Stocks, bonds, cash, real estate, private equity, hedge funds, all of that fancy stuff. Most people in this country do not speak the language of money. You are born into a capitalist society and do not speak the language. We must get into our schools. Yes, we need to start teaching kids about blockchain as soon as they can speak. We should be teaching them about money as well. Children can start picking up financial concepts at three years old. We have a responsibility to educate people in all corners of this country, all zip codes. Bitcoin allows that. It does not care. It does not care if you are a poor kid in rural America. It does not care if you are a rich kid in the richest parts and the richest zip codes in California or New Jersey or Texas or Connecticut. It does not matter. You could be a poor kid in the deep south. Does not matter. It gives everyone access and the opportunity to achieve financial freedom, but more importantly, the ability to learn, learn the tools to learn about what it means to trade. Okay, it's open 24 7. What does it mean to be peer to peer? What is money? What is investing? What is trading? What is custody? What is saving? All of these things Bitcoin makes prominent and it makes powerful. And it makes important now more than ever when income inequality in this country is at an all-time high and continues to grow, where billionaires in this country have generated almost $1.6 trillion of wealth while 9 million have fallen into poverty. Don't make this about Bitcoin little b. Make this about Bitcoin big b at all times and how it's going to revolutionize financial services. But more importantly, finally give people the opportunity to lift themselves up by their proverbial bootstraps. Before I go, just want to say if you are listening and you made it this far, when you log off of here, I'd appreciate if you went to No Kid Hungry, Feeding America. Do what you can to feed a hungry child in this country. One of the things that I am passionate about is that I'm going to wake up one day and see a headline that, yes, Bitcoin is at 100000 And right after that, they're going to say, we also can announce that one day in this country that last night there was no child in America that went hungry. Thank you all for listening. Be well. Love and light to you. See you on the next one. Shout to my Coindesk family. I appreciate you.